Welcome to A Creative Marriage Podcast with Chris and Morgan King. We are passionate about the marriage God has given us, and we want to help other couples feel just as passionate. Our goal is to give you creative and out-of-the-box ideas to bring more love, more joy, and more fun to your marriage. Welcome to episode 21 of A Creative Marriage Podcast. I'm Chris. And I'm Morgan. And, oh, we got a good topic for you tonight. A topic rarely discussed in marriage. And hopefully after this, maybe you'll start discussing it. Or at least once. At least once. Yeah. Yeah. So this is, uh, hopefully piqued your interest to <laughs> to dive in uh, and listen to us. But uh, we are, we're talking about death. Um, and we have a, just a caveat or a disclaimer before we start. Um, that you know we're coming at this from a believer standpoint. So we believe in Jesus as our Savior, and right. our foundation is in Him. And since we we believe in Him, Scripture promises that we get to spend heaven with with God. That's so right. So that is where our hope is, and that's where we're coming from. And I think that's great to know going into a conversation about death, because if you're not a believer in Jesus, this concept and what we're going to be discussing in this podcast is um, going to be heard differently on your heart if mm-hmm. you're not a believer in Christ. Yes, but we hope that you listen. Stay Absolutely. with us. Absolutely. No doubt about it. So um, let's just dive into how we even started talking about this in our marriage. It was definitely the one of the first two years or so of our mm-hmm. marriage, and we had uh, gone to church and um, we're going to a church that at the time that had a Sunday school class, and when we were driving home, we're like, wow. Um, are you, I think I looked at Morgan, I was like, so would, do you think you would be ready for me to die? Yeah, because our pastor had asked us. It was a, yeah. it was a married couple's Sunday school, right. and most of the couples were newly-ish weds like us. Right, and I'm sure they all had conversations like we did in the car ho- car ride home. Like, oh my gosh, that <laughs> like, was he's hard. He topic. just asked us that, and we've never even talked about it before. Yeah, and now we have to talk about it because it's kind of the elephant in the room. That's right. Because uh, you can't get your mind off of it yeah. after you hear your, you know, what what would you do? What do you think about your spouse dying? Yeah, because they're gonna die. We all are gonna die. Right. Yeah. We're all we're all gonna die one day. Yeah. So what is What's going to happen to your spouse? And no better time than now to even talk about it. We know that death is being talked about, obviously, in the media a lot right now with yeah, the with pandemic COVID. going on. Mm-hmm. And um, so we thought, what better time than to to bring up this this subject that um, married couples might not be talking about? It might never have talked about because there's so much, you know, behind that question and behind that thought. Um, so we're going to talk a little bit about that too. Um, actually let's, let's just talk about that. So (laughs) go for it. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I mean, we know it, you know, it's hard no matter if you are a believer or not a believer to think about your spouse passing away. Um, you know, this could apply to your kids too. Like it's a very hard thing to think about. Um, it's still hard for us. We're talking about this and it's still hard to think about. Right. Um, but I think we are coming at this with eight years ago having this initial conversation and it changing our perspective on where our spouse is in re- in our relationship where to where God is. So where is God and where is our spouse? And they're not the same. And it really, with that being said, it really helped, helped my relationship with God and where I put him in my life. 
for sure. And mm. we'll get into that mm-hmm. as well. So, yeah. So how does it make you feel when we say, you know, what would you do? How does it make you feel to think about your spouse? Yeah. Dying? So think about that right now. Just really think about yeah. that. Yeah. I mean, you, you may not have ever thought about it. You could feel completely like, okay, if my spouse were to die, I would feel completely like lost at sea. I have no mm. idea where to go, what to do. I'm kind of reliant on my spouse for my identity and who I am and knowing who I am. Um, Does it create just extreme fear in your heart? Like you hear that and you're just extremely fearful, like there's nowhere else I could go. Yeah, yeah. Are they... um, are they little G God? So little right. G God in your life. Is that where you're placing them in your life? Yeah. So for you, is marriage moving from a precious gift from God or to a false God of personal security? Yeah, that's an important question to ask yourself. Right. Right now when you're sitting spouse. there thinking about how you feel. Yeah. 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 So when we first started talking about this eight years ago, Chris, what did you feel Um, I definitely didn't feel fear. It wasn't one of my first thoughts. I think my first thought was, wow, I think was the first thing that hit me in my head. Am I placing Morgan on a pedestal Uh day to day? Uh Um, am I putting that relationship above my relationship with the Lord? I think Mm -hmm. that was my first thought. What Mm -hmm. was your first thought? Um, mine was that I do not have an identity without you. Mm. Yeah, and it made me, that was a huge wake-up call, I remember. And I also had a ton of fear and anxiety over just thinking about it. Like, I almost couldn't even breathe. Mm. Um, it w- should I start thinking about that? Because when I start thinking about stuff that gives me anxiety, it spirals, and it's like, goes all the way to all the worst-case scenarios that can right. happen. Right, you start thinking about scenarios. Yeah, right? yeah. Like, what would I do in this situation without your blank? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Kids, spouse, whatever it might be. Yeah. Even, yeah. you know, mom. Like, that's yeah. hard to think about. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. It's still hard. Um, because, you know, God gave us relationships as a gift, like you just said, not yeah. as him that, like, he is our number one priority and he is our number one relationship. And everything else comes way, way below that. Right. Yeah. So um, there are a couple, there's tons of scripture, obviously, that, you know, you can find on um, our lives and just thinking about death. Two that I just want to point out um, is from Psalm 39, 5. It says, in fact, you have made my days, you as in God, have made my days just inches long, so short, and my lifespan is as nothing to you. Yes, Every human being stands as only a vapor. We mm. have a short life. Short life. And man, that should make us realize like every day is a precious gift with our spouse that we just can be super thankful for because it's not necessarily guaranteed, right? That's right. And when you're comparing this life to eternity, it's so short. Yes. So short. Eternity is forever. Forever. Yes. Forever. Which is hard to fathom. It is, but <laughs> you have to think about that when you're talking about the subject of dying and knowing what we said from the very very beginning that we all are actually going to die and so where are you going to be forever after that yeah james 4 14 through 15 says uh yet you do not know (coughs) what tomorrow will bring Hmm. uh what your life will be for you are like a vapor that appears for a little while and then vanishes instead you should say if the lord wills we will live and do this or that 
the Lord wills. If the Lord wills. And the Lord has willed us to live together today, and I am thankful for that. Amen. So, um, where we are on our reaction to the question of what would happen if our spouse dies? Who would we be if our spouse dies? What does that say about our relationship with God if our spouse dies? Yeah, I think that's um, so important with everything we just now said. It really puts a base on it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, I think for me, I had to, I remember thinking about my hands being, are they open or are they closed with this gift of marriage um, with God? So am I closed fisted, not letting him have any control over, mm-hmm. um, you know, my marriage and holding it so tightly, holding you so tightly that I'm not going to let him have you if he would, you know, choose to take you up to heaven with him tomorrow. Or am I open handed and letting him acknowledging him in control and that he has me, you know, in, he loves me. He's not going to do anything that is going to hurt me and, Right. Uh, anything not out of love. Right. So I can trust in him that if he takes you tomorrow, uh, he's still going to love me. That's right. I think the key word that you said there twice is control. Like mm-hmm. that control. Yeah. I mean, that's what we, the world wants and wants you to think that you're in control of everything. This whole like yourself can do it. You're yeah. in control. Yeah. But it takes that out of control. It's in God's control. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's especially hard because I am independent. So I want to have that control, you know, mm-hmm. like, so I think it's harder for people that are, you know, okay with being independent and wanting to be in control. But I think we all have that a little bit of that in us anyway. Absolutely. Yeah. And another thing I think that um, we do very easily, um, and it's not really just our spouse. It can be for kids, a- kids as well <laughs> and, and anything. Yeah. Yes. It could be for your lawnmower <laughs> or college football <laughs> could be or for your anything. Cool car. <laughs> <laughs> it could be for anything, but we create it. Create your spouse as an idol. Mm-hmm. I think it is so easy to do that. Um, sort of goes back to what Morgan was saying about, you know, creating your your spouse as the as a god, a lower lower G god, um, lowercase god, lower ca- yeah, yeah, lowercase god. Um, John Piper talked about this specifically on one of his podcasts, Desiring God. If you don't listen to that, it's a great podcast. But um, he talked about three questions that are just awesome to ask yourself um, to see if you really are idolizing your spouse. So the first one of that is, does the thought um, create debilitating anxiety in you? Like just this extreme worry or fear, the kind of worry and fear that Morgan talked about that Mm -hmm. she had 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. You know, does that thought create in you um so so much of fear it keeps you from um, doing god's work you know it so much of that fear can prevent you from doing god's work and does it lead to that so that's really one of the first questions yeah. to ask yourself i would say too with fear sometimes it can prevent you from even enjoying your marriage because you're just kind of walking on eggshells like mm. i'm just fearful the whole time that i'm gonna lose this person tomorrow or mm. you know whatever um yeah and that's that I, you know, that is placing your spouse or whatever that idol is above God. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the second question that John Piper said to ask yourself about this fear is, um, is the affection for your spouse, or I mean, this, like I said, could even be for your kids. Um, is that affection for them more than for God? I mean, that's a pretty simple 
easy one to ask. Mm-hmm. Um, he also relates it to a or uses a scripture verse with that um, from Matthew chapter ten, uh, verse thirty seven, which says, "The person who loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me." And this is Jesus speaking. Um, the person who loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And I think we can obviously throw in there the person that loves, you know, wife, husband more mm-hmm. than me is not worthy of me. Um, yeah. So where is that affection? And then the third question to ask, um, is the relationship regulated by the word of God? Is it in, in the Bible? Um, are you measuring the love of your marriage, the success of your marriage, the beauty of your spouse by your own standards on your own terms and not on God's word. And mm. so where is that um, regulation or, or, I guess, measure coming from when you're and looking at it? And in order to know the answer to this question, you have <laughs> to be in the word, right? Absolutely. Like you have to study scripture to know what scripture says in order to be able to say, Right. Yeah, actually, you know what? We are in line with the gospel. Or, man, my thoughts and fears are completely out of sync with what God says. Yeah. One thing that really pulled at my, even just talking this over right now, pulled at my heartstrings one time is um, in going back to looking like in our marriage that one another is an idol. As someone said to Morgan and I one time, your all's marriage is so great. Like, you are just like, have such a good marriage and when they said it it was definitely like an emphasis on like it was me and Morgan that were making our marriage so good mm-hmm. and like we were idolizing each other and it's just like we we give each other credit and say thank you and just like you know are all about each other is the way that they said it and to me it just hit home of like is that the persona I'm giving out and I didn't want to I wanted it to be they see God in our marriage first and yeah. not we're looking at each other and just trying to make each other happy. Like that's not what we're doing. And so when they said that, that is what hit me with. I hope that they see that God's number one and we don't idolize each other in our marriage at all. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know what I used to think about when I thought about marriage is before I was a believer is that the other person would complete them, Mm. complete you. Yeah. And after we had our conversation on our spouse dying eight years ago, nine years ago, uh, I remember that was a big turning point for me of uh, reframing that thought of mm. actually this person is not completing me, right? But you are it's like a great way to put it to my circle. It's like a great way to put it. Be- building a bigger circle with God. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And it, like I've been saying, I mean, this could go for a lot of different idols, not just your spouse. Like, you know, some. Some people, their kids, you know, you idolize mm-hmm. your kids and you could ask your those same three questions with yeah. your kids, you know, or, or your work or your work. Yeah, exactly. Are you idolizing that yeah. over God? So really, that's I know we started this whole podcast talking about death, but it's essentially can lead into what you are idolizing over God and that relationship, because mm-hmm. that relationship with God is what this whole conversation of death makes it either an easier conversation, less anxiety, not that debilitating anxiety, you know, that we just yeah. talked about. So what do you do from here? And we, ha- yeah. we have a few things that you can do, practical things. Uh, we, we love practical. <laughs> I feel like whenever <laughs> we lead, lead a small group, yeah. we always had practical, well, we tried to have practical takeaways because 
for us, it's all about application. Application. Um, well, is not it? all about application, but sometimes that is how you connect scripture in your life. Right. Um, so what do you do? Uh, first one is coming from a book that we cannot recommend enough. <laughs> we may do a mini series. We on. might. I'd yeah. M- very well might, you know. Yeah, that very might be well, in the future. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's uh, You and Me Forever by Francis and Lisa Chan. And so we're stealing this directly from them, but I think they would be blessing us with the ability to do so uh, because they yeah. are just awesome um, from what we read. And uh, we just love this book so much and the impact that it's had on our marriage. But this book talks about focusing um, our energy on helping our spouse to be prepared to meet God when they die. So the mm. purpose of marriage, one mm. of the purposes of marriage is to help our spouse be prepared to meet God when they die. That's right. So we are all going to have to face God when we die. If you are a believer or you're not a believer, and that should incite some fear in us, some really healthy fear of God, because that is going, like we can't prepare for that, like really, but we can in our walk and in our faith. Um, And so how every day are we helping our spouse prepare to meet God when they die? Yeah. One way for me that helps me do that is thinking about the concept of God almost lending Morgan to me in this world. And so Morgan is really God's. God God Mm -hmm. owns Morgan, you know. Mm -hmm. So he's lent her to me just in this time that we're here on earth. But ultimately for me to help her get to her her father in heaven, you know, I'm here to help her do that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you help. You are here to help lead me. I'm gonna start crying. That was really good, Chris. Oh, <laughs> we didn't even <laughs> prep that. <laughs> Real emotion on this podcast. Everybody. <laughs> okay. Um, all right. The second thing we could do, be doing is to pray for healthy fear of the Lord. So, laying where can we lay down idolatry um, and um, ask the Lord to help us put our spouse in the proper place? Like, show mm. us, Father, where we. Um, need to rearrange uh, you and our spouse. Like, okay, is Chris coming above you right now? Show me where and show me how I can fix that. Mm. Uh, Proverbs 1, 7, so good. It says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and discipline. So the fear of the Lord, that is where you start to become wise. Uh, And so a healthy fear is fear of the Lord. Um, So we can be praying for that. Amen. Yeah, and this, it it takes work. Just like as you all know, you know, as a believer in Christ, that relationship takes work. You know, building that relationship, just like any relationship that you start, your relationship with God takes work. Um, and so I, I've definitely, you know, from the first time we had this conversation to now, you know, for me, it it goes up and down. Like sometimes I have to, or I don't. God hits my heart with. Chris, you need to wake up. Like you're relying on Morgan for, um, you know, jo- unloading the dishwasher. <laughs> 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 Just kidding. That is true. Yes, and that's exactly what God talks to me about all the time. That's uh-huh. my morning devotion time. It's just about the dishwasher. <laughs> <laughs> but just like the concept of, hey, Chris, you're you're relying on Morgan for anything. You know, you could put anything in that spot, dishwasher being one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and you need to be relying on me. This is yeah. this is a you and me thing. Yeah. So just put that focus on him. I like to think about how, well, it's kind of, this helps me with my healthy fear of the God. But um, when I 
meet God, it's just going to be me. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not going to have you mm-hmm. next to me. That's right. Exactly. That's exactly. a big wake up call. You know? oh, that's so good. That's <laughs> yeah. so good. Yeah. Um, the last practical item that you can do is uh, to have a conversation with yourself. Let's just do this. Yeah. Just talk to them. Just how we started. Just to go full circle back to the beginning. Just start. Just have a conversation about it. See where you both are. It will be a wake up call too to, like we said, where your relationship is with God and yep. what is most important. And hopefully that conversation will draw you all closer to God in that conversation. Yep. Yeah, definitely. Thank you for hanging with us with a very hard, deep topic. Um, but we just pray over um, everyone listening that mm. uh, it was um, a blessing to you and a yeah. blessing to your marriage. Before we got on here, we were just praying uh, for everyone that's going to be listening to this. They, uh, God, just open your, your ears and your heart to um, just take this in. Yep. Yeah. Um, so we'll end out with what we're in love with right now. Okay. Which yeah, it's good. is actually a specific book. It is. It it's is. a book yeah. that's been recommended to me four times. It was recommended to me four times before I started it. I recommended it to three people before I even read it because it had been recommended to me four times. Well, and since you finished, you probably <laughs> talked about it with half of the people that listen to our podcast and they know what we're about to say. (laughs) (laughs) So we are in love with this book called The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. It's by John Mark Comer. Yeah. It's a red book. It is extremely, uh, what I like to say in my my job, I work in IT uh, in software and I like to say user-friendly a lot. Um, I'll <laughs> say that this book is very reader-friendly because it just reads easy. It's an easy-reading book, but it's really thought-provoking. Chris sped through it in four days, and I'm taking my time. <laughs> and shout-out to the uh, friend that I told that I read it in three days. And he was like, oh, you read The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry that fast? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was too good. So, uh, yeah, shout-out to you for making fun of me for it because that was solid. That was a good one. Yeah. It was a good uh, Jesus juke, kind of. Kind of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sorta. Anyway. All right. Well, that's what we're in love with right now. Go out get the book. It's solid. Read it. Yeah. You don't have to read it fast. Yeah. Just soak it in. Oh, but yeah. I'll probably reread it this year. It's that good. It's on the reread list already for uh, 2021. Yeah. It's definitely a book that we will keep and we will not give to anybody else. Like <laughs> lend our copy out. We'll just buy somebody else a copy. That's right. Of that's right. It. Yeah. We'll be rereading. That is the truth. All right. Well, thank you all so much for listening to episode 21 of A Creative Marriage Podcast. We love you all so much. See you later. We'll see you. See you later. <laughs> <laughs>